Control Alt Delete with Miss Joel. Navigating your way through the social, local, and mobile tech talk on show 977. 7-Eleven on a very snowy morning in Montreal, and Mitch Joel is on the phone this morning. Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. The uh, topics you've chosen this morning made me laugh. All of them are kind of silly. <laughs> I feel like that's just the general direction of life in the internet these days, and that's what the segment is—a reflection of us. Yeah, that's true. The um, the one I guess I want to start with was the guy pulling ninety-nine phones around in a red wagon in Germany. What what was all this about? This is great. So, an artist based in Germany, uh, Simon Weckert decided that he would tote around a pile of smartphones. Remember those little red wagons that we used to use? Yeah, of course. And he did this down a bunch of empty streets in Berlin. And every street that he went down with this, with this bucket of, of phones that had Google maps on suddenly started appearing as traffic heavy red zones on Google maps, which caused a whole bunch of people to be uh, rerouted and to avoid those streets. And he, of course, shot this and posted it where else, but on YouTube to document the results. And uh, it was one of those things where you realize that even the best of technologies can get worked around by a human being with an idea. <laughs> I, it, it proves a point, but it, I mean, it kind of is, is silly a little bit, isn't it? I mean, it, it, uh, I, everybody knows that. It's not going to really change anything. He's just making a point. Yeah, I think it was more of a statement. And, uh, you know, again, if you talk about people driving down and using their apps to get everywhere and the irony of it, of course, for myself was when we live in a city like we live in, which has just been under this sort of big dig for years and years, I feel like I can't go two kilometers without using either Waze or Google Maps because I'm going to get jammed or locked somewhere. And again, this is just one of those sort of statements on, uh, technology, humanity, and I guess the silliness of our GPS systems. All right. So what is the next story about uh, Karen and Chad? What does that say about have us? You they, seen, have you seen any of these memes where they're I, like stock photography and they're yeah. hilariously funny? But the person is, if it's a, if it's a woman, it's yeah. always Karen or, or Becky. Uh, and if it's a guy, it's always Chad. Yes. And this has been like one of those things that's been going on. So, you know, one of the examples of it would be uh, they have like, like a kid who's sitting with like what, what looks to be like a breathing apparatus on staring at his iPad. And it says when your anti-vax mom installs antivirus on your tablet, but not on you, <laughs> total Karen move. <laughs> and it's this, you know, there's a lot. I mean, there's so what really brought it to the front is sort of you see these things and you laugh. And I don't know how many people laugh at the name, but usually the name is somebody like a Jeff or a Karen. And Vox, V-O-X, actually went out and did this massive feature all on Karen. The anti-vaxxer soccer mom was speak to the manager hair explained. And it's all about how this idea of Karen became an insult and a meme and what it means about this sort of like overly statement about basically white women or white men and sort of what we would have typically called traditionally white bread, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny, but it's also quite a statement about how the tables turn and how we see things like obviously things like racism and sexism and stuff like that. But mainly, you know, we're talking about a white woman who's in her mid-30s or 40s, and it's typically blonde, multiple kids, usually an anti-vaxxer, usually the whole can-I-speak-to-a-manager type of thing, and a whole superior attitude to go along with it. And if you look through the memes, they obviously make you laugh, and I think they make us laugh because they're reflective of ourselves. (laughs) 
Okay, and the next one is online dating uh, has come full circle with some interesting numbers that you've discovered. Yeah, so t- uh, TechCrunch did this article. It was based off of Pew uh, Research. And my, my joke there is obviously that I don't think if they're looking for dates, they should stick with the name Pew, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, 30% of adults, U.S. adults, have used online dating, which for me was a surprising number. I, I'm still old enough to remember when online dating was seen as like this sort of last stop of desperation, like people couldn't meet anybody who go online and try to meet someone. And I think what this data has been showing over the years is that it's become very, not only commonplace, but just part of how we function as a society. And I think the surprising thing is when you look at the the data and the apps that people use, Tinder being a big one, these are typically seen as hookup apps, and for many, they still are. But within that, they're starting to see a growth currently at around 12% where people are finding committed relationships from them. And I just sort of looked at this data, you know, one side thought it's really interesting to see how commonplace it is and how it's not seen as this sort of taboo thing now, but really just part of the process of trying to meet someone. Uh, The other part of this data, which is interesting to dig into, is that obviously with all this comes a lot of bad and that still you're you're clocking in at very high percentages of people who are being uh you you know who are being uh, receiving unwanted messages after they've said no who are receiving things like explicit images who are being called offensive names who are being threatened so the numbers there are pretty staggering and obviously way too high for any society that we want to live in and have a civilization within but um, just looking at it, I find it incredibly crazy. Were you, when you were single, Terry, were you someone who was into the online dating thing? No, not at all. And, you know, the, the people that I, friends that I had that, that used it, I, I, it, just, it just wasn't something that I, I was interested in. It was, uh, I don't know, it was just something about it. I don't know if it was an age thing or whatever it was. It's just not something I, I, w- I was interested in trying because... You know, I I p- prefer you know eye contact, and you sort of get a vibe off of people, and and you know from there if you you want to spend more time with that person, as opposed to just you know a picture and a description. It, it just never appealed to me. It, it does seem as the decades, you know, people aged within decades, generations pass on that the sort of tabooness or like like everything you said, I think is still true. But for many, that's the second step. Yep. First step yeah, is trying to that. find them through the app. So it's interesting to see how our sort of habits and our culture really change because of these these tools, and at the same time, how terrible human beings are. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, okay, your app of the week has a familiar ring to it because uh, anybody who loves music has w- you heard the uh, word Dolby before. Anybody who goes to movies knows what Dolby is. What What is this app? Well, this is interesting. I was at the NAM conference, which is this massive music conference for instruments and technology, and I was sort of standing outside waiting to meet someone, and someone came over and had me one of those postcards, and I thought, here we go. And they were like, hey, do you ever record anything? And I'm like, actually, yeah, I do a couple of podcasts and things like that. And they said, have you used this Dolby app? It's called Dolby On. And I said, never heard of it. And they're like, well, here, take this postcard and try it. And I thought, well, you know, it's, it's, it's never bad to have an extra uh, app on your phone that can help you record things like voices. So whether you're studying or you're recording some music or you want to practice a speech or whatever it is. 
And I used this app and I thought, holy wow, this is actually really incredible. No added on microphones, no added on anything. And you, you can actually sample while using the app versus having a version of it without it. Almost like when you go on Instagram, you put on a filter and you can hold the f- picture and see what the photo was like before and after. Mm-hmm. And it's actually quite staggering. I don't know how they did it. They, they developed this sort of Dolby technology for recording voices. It's free. It's called Dolby On. And so if you ever find yourself wanting to record voice memos, uh, if it's a little bit noisy where you are, uh, if you want recorded music, stand-up comedy, presentations, whatever, it's a great little app to have. It's called Dolby On. It's free. Enjoy it. All right, uh, Mitch, uh, thank you. Uh, safe travels if you're uh, driving today. It's quite messy out there. It is messy, and I will see you live and in the studio next Monday. All right, thanks, Mitch. Take care. See you later. Mitch Joel, every weekday morning on social media and tech. Uh, The app of the week is called Dolby On, 19 after 7.